This is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group. I'm here with my co-hosts, Devin Welsh and John Beedron. Hi. Hello. Thank you for, uh, Hi for having us. Thank you. Thanks for being here on um, short notice. It's uh, We've returned from sea. Um, yeah. As you can it's good hear, to, we have... It's good to be back on land. That's for it sure. It is. My sea legs are... When we Not got back, well. Devin was kissing the, the boardwalk. Yes. Yeah, yeah, very um, happy. I've to never be back. seen him so grateful. I know. When we yeah. when we returned, John had a uh, was satiating for a glass of milk. He had a giant glass of milk when he hit land. I um, I ended up uh, blacking out on rum that night. Uh, <laughs> listen, <laughs> we, we there was uh, some things happened while we were out at sea. You hear these bells. Yeah ringing these are morning bells not uh not m-o-r-n-i-n-g they are morning bells because we are mourning the loss of a fellow excuse me uh fellow sea patrons that came out with us on our uh ship yeah, we we had some really good times on the cruise. Um, I don't want to awesome. I don't want to forget awesome. those. Um, you know, and the the patrons, uh, the guests had a really good time too. We saw a lot of beautiful stuff. We laughed, we danced, and um, there was an accident, and um, yes, lives were lost. Yeah, presumed lost. Yeah, yeah, we well, haven't we, recovered we haven't, everyone. Yeah. Um, or well, we're, really anyone. Yeah, we're not sure how many people were on the ship, uh, how many have have uh, departed. Um, I thought we counted. I could have swore we counted, but I don't. We I can't find any. Well, we after the incident, we lost the um, that little number clicker that you hold in your hand I to know. count yeah. heads. Yeah. That got that went missing. That was yeah. at least one of the casualties. Yeah, I found it at a baseball field because an umpire used it to count how many pitches were thrown in. I just took it onto the ship thinking, hey, this will work. And then it did uh, until we lost it. But yeah, yeah, so um, we are in touch with the authorities, though, and we're going through all the steps um, that we have to in these situations. But uh, we've been gone for, you know, quite a while, extra weeks. We've been dealing with the Coast Guard. Um, We have not had as much time to record. We did have a special episode prepared that we recorded on the ship. Exactly. Um, unfortunately, that has also been lost. We lost that. It's probably for the best, too, because that was recorded just before the accident, and it, uh, yeah. it featured interviews with all of the guests and things, so it would have been maybe yeah. a little macabre. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe we could kind of you know put it together as like a remembering kind of in memorial, but uh, it could take... That could just be also very difficult and time-consuming, so we'll do something else. Yeah. yeah, so it was... We did lose some friends, uh thanks of those well i guess they're not even here anymore but those of <laughs> you who paid cash at the door that was nice yeah. uh unfortunately we lost that too we lost yeah, there was an envelope also- yeah that was actually going to reimburse some of the costs associated with the rentals and everything so yeah. that's another issue uh that we're talking with the authorities about um and our lawyers yeah. obviously and our insurance but- the insurance company that helped us charter the the ship because we still owe a lot of money, actually, to them. Yeah, uh, yeah, to a few so, different people. Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so but the good news is that we all made it out safe. Uh, we, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're actually all here. Yeah, the good. only survivors, actually. So currently, um, the sole survivors. We have yet to find anyone else um, washed ashore or um, found on maybe pirate boats or rescued to sea. Mm-hmm. Um, there again, the Coast Guard is investigating the crash area. Um, 
which is uh, the middle of the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, exactly. So it's it, taking a little longer than expected. I gotta say, I feel great. Like since the the ship, since we got off the ship. I mean, that blackout with the rum that was weird. But then the the like uh, since then, like my sleeps have been really really good. My oh. allergies are almost zero now. Cleared and out, then, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just it's it's just cool to see all the things that we saw, except for the accident. But like. Um, it was great. I'm happy to be back. Uh, you guys look better than ever. We're all um, really tan now. I know. It's fun. We look yeah, cool that we all have a great tan. We look full great. body tans too. No tan lines. Glowing. Right. Yeah. Yes. Zero tan lines. Zero tan lines, especially on Devin, which is <laughs> yeah. Uh, which yeah, is funny. I would say he's actually darker in his tan line areas than the yeah. rest of his body, which I'm not exactly sure how that happened. And but I, I never knew about this, but John put this little sticker of a Playboy bunny on his chest, and then well, went out into yeah. the sun. And then when he's done in the sun, he takes off that little sticker, and he's got a little uh, like sun tattoo. It's cute. It's like a, it's, yeah, sun tattoo. Thank very you. cute. Yeah, I um, thought that would look cute on me. Yeah, but, but if anyway, anybody just. Yeah, just a, just a quick quick note. Uh, if anybody sees or finds a uh, an envelope uh, that says cash on the outside, just the, let me know. Yeah. Um, all right. So it thanks. should be in a glass bottle, also. Yeah. Um, thanks, and we mourn we mourn those who we lost. Yeah, but things happened the way they were supposed to. I mean, God has His reasons. We made yeah. it. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Sure. You know, surely we did something right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything we did was right. Is that our story? Yeah, yeah. We don't yeah, have a story. Our... We're not. We're not being held uh, culpable. So it's, okay. Just like anyway. reiterate. Again, we were in international waters. That's so true. Okay. Nothing. Yeah, the authorities have assured legal. us that we can't be held responsible for anything because we were actually outside of national jurisdictions. So, yeah, you listeners right. can breathe a sigh of relief about that. That we won't be punished for anything right. you could call crimes or yes. whatever. Exactly. Okay, good. And that lost episode uh, probably won't show up um, for exactly the same reason. We don't yeah. want to be yeah. implicated or anything. Right. Yeah. It's just better sometimes to plead the fifth. You know, don't introduce things that can be used against you in the event that... Yeah, yeah. that's a good li- lesson for all our listeners. Good, yeah, great. Good Good idea. Great idea. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> All right, everybody. Let's uh, let's let's get this uh, show on the road. As you know, we like to uh, ground everything in history, as I like to say, which we still don't know what that means. But uh, we like to take it back to the old school. In this, in this week, week in history. In history. August third. 1492, explorer Christopher Columbus set sail from Spain on his first voyage across the Atlantic that takes him to the present-day Americas. Wow. Big event. Chris, Chris Columbus. Uh, Chrissy. Not a good guy. Everybody, Italian. The only people who like him are Italian-Americans, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been disavowed by many as uh, mm-hmm. not a good man. Listen, yeah. it was 1492. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, he was up to, he was, he was not, he didn't he have was up Twitter. to his old tricks. I'll just say. Yeah. Up to his old tricks. He, he was doing like, he had no idea. Listen, the guy thought he was in India or something yeah, right. and he wasn't, <laughs> he got all turned around. He's got shitty wa- maps. The, the treacherous got, waters. Look, we know. Yeah. Those waters are treacherous. And he the was Pinto, sailing. Santa Maria. Was he the captain of the ship even? I feel like he was just who knows on the ship. I feel like they give him too much credit for the sailing part. Agreed. Right. Um, yeah. Who were? Who, who else was on that ship? Who was? Yeah. Who was? What are the material circumstances of that ship at that time? Like, who was he listening to? Who? Who's? Who had his ear? You know? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's what I would who like would, to know. Who yeah. was he reading at that? Who's time? his chain of command? Yeah. Yeah. Who is his commanding officer? If anything, <laughs> uh, I guess it would be like the the king of Italy or do they have kings? I don't know. King of Portugal. I thought Who he was, was he reporting back to, and how was Spanish? he reporting back? Monarchy, I think. But yeah, how, I mean, how are they even getting messages? Around? Is he named after the place in Ohio? Mm-hmm. Is he? Okay. Yeah. They were like, this place is Columbus, <laughs> and he was like, that's a lovely name. And yeah. I'll call you that. I shall rename myself. Yeah. Okay, um, he was born in Genoa, Italy. His original name was Carbonara. Yeah. Christopher Genoa, Carbonara. Italy. <laughs> uh, Genoa, Italy was... Genoa. 
famous for uh, salami. Yeah. And uh, he was the Admiral of the Ocean Sea, Christopher Columbus. That was his his uh, title, I guess. So he's um, eating mostly salami probably on the mm-hmm. on the oh, boat yeah. ride over. Probably and not rats. so many fruits and vegetables. No. Yeah. And then he's not None. thinking straight when he gets there. And <laughs> yeah. Right. He's like definitely like dehydrated. He's never, yeah. yeah, he hasn't seen citrus in like nine months. That was also before they months. discovered you can't drink salt water. So that everyone was drinking heaps of salt water on the boat because they're like, oh, that's water. What's the, they can't yeah. look at the chemical composition. And he gets there and he's just so disoriented and just like bad breath and really confused. Yeah, he's confused. And... He's so far away from Spain. He's completely confused. All right, so he made four voyages, unsure of like the difference between, oh, I guess he didn't even, on those four yeah, we're voyages... Looking didn't even make it to the u.s he went to cuba a few times he went to hispaniola yeah is this reminding you of sixth grade like geography class or something (laughs) i'm recovering Um, some long buried memories i am yeah we're looking at a chart here of the different paths the four voyages all four way off course it looks like yeah yeah really wildly different zigzagging patterns and stuff Mm -hmm. like not really any clear plan some of these yeah uh we're looking at a uh I would say a photo, but it looks more like a painting um, of him. Well, that was the resolution of cameras back then. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he was bald, balding. Ugly dude. Very ugly dude. Um, right. so, sorry, sorry, rude. John. Uh, <laughs> um, contemporary descriptions Physical appearance of, <laughs> under his Wikipedia page. Ugly, bald. Yeah. Contemporary descriptions of Columbus include those by his son, Fernando, uh, nice. named after the ABBA song. Uh, and <laughs> Bartolome de la Casas describe him taller than average with light skin. Which Bartolome was often sunburned. For our English-speaking listeners, uh, Bart of the House. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had bluer hazel eyes, high cheekbones, and freckled face with an aqu- aquiline nose, and blonde to reddish hair and beard. He sounds like me. He sounds, sounds like, like you. I was going to say the same thing. It sounds, sounds like identical that's how Ron looks. Yeah. So for all those Columbus sexuals out there listening, um, <laughs> you know, this is a very erotic experience, I know, to, do, to hear a description of your your uh, your fetish object um so mm-hmm. please refrain <laughs> from all masturbation all kinds mm-hmm. of outbursts of erotic energy yeah until please, the end of the episode please hold that uh so yeah uh, christopher columbus uh i don't know how to feel about him he 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 did not he, he approached the arawak indians in uh in the united states and was Look, very I never confused. met the guy. I wasn't there. I think it's a lot of he said, she said stuff yeah. at this point. Yeah. I mean, and he I didn't even know. speak English. So how am I supposed to believe him in anything <laughs> he says? <laughs> so uh, uh, this is a pretty fun story this week since, you know, we feel we're, we ourselves are sort of Columbus's after our, yeah. our fateful voyage. Yeah, we want to change the fate of, you know, several hundred lives potentially. I can't remember. Yeah, I mean, um, people do have differing opinions on us. Some hate us. Some, some love, love us, us. just mm-hmm. like Christopher Columbus. And you know, that's just kind of if you're making history, people will have differing. Yeah, it's vantage not points. Easy. Look, you got to make some enemies if you want to get anything done in this life. Exactly, and and just um just want to mention that when when people say 1492, a lot of a lot of people just automatically start doing that little poem like 1492, mm-hmm. like Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Personally speaking, when I think of 1492, I think of the birth year of the German Protestant reformer, Argula von Grumbach, who mm. uh, who died in 1554. Uh, right. Yes, that's so, much more ar- interesting. Named yeah. after arugula, arugula the uh, salad green. Also mm-hmm. known as rocket over in Europe. Okay, so uh, let's <laughs> close the chapter on that that uh sailor from italy uh who that kooky guy that confused columbus that confused but handsome as hell uh (laughs) sailor hydrated Uh, yes hydrated but like very very sexy yeah um actually one before we leave this i have to know i have to know how old was he when he was doing this when when so he was born in 15 1451 okay 1451 this is all just mental 41 years old 1492 equals he was 41 years old john that's how old he was (laughs) when he did this so So uh he's over the hill actually oh yeah i guess around that time that's when yeah he died eight years later Mm. no 16 years later 
Yeah. Well, uh, you know, his 40th birthday, they were like, Chris, listen, you've done everything. What, what's next? And he's like, do you know what? I'm thinking I've got these three boats, Nina, Pinta, Santa Maria, and I'm thinking about going to India in them. And they're like, you know what? That's a great fucking idea. Cause everybody hates yeah. him cause he stinks, but he's handsome. You know how to get there. That's a straight shot. You just go and you'll get yeah, right there. He's drawing a map. It's like on a napkin. Somebody gave him a map of how to get to India on a napkin. Right. And then this is what he did. He's been drinking wine all day. Yeah. Eating salami. Exactly. Long day. All right. Making so, some posts. Uh, Chris, good luck on your uh, on trying to stay alive in uh, hell while you're down there for, for uh, uh, murdering everybody once you arrived yeah. in uh, the United States. Upon yeah. your command. I get it. Um, all right. Let's close that that book a piece of book of history <laughs> which takes me to our next segment what in the news okay what is in the news it's so Guys, relieving to of... get back to the news here we've been away for a little while and feeling a little rusty yeah so this actually is a bit of a callback to when we were out on the ocean. Um, oh, wow. That was such a good time, except for the uh, accident well, thing. Yeah. But the, um, it was mostly a great time. Ourselves. Yeah, mostly. It was a great time. Mostly a great time. But, uh, and you know what? The, what's nice is, as we said um, two weeks ago, the news was taking a break. The news was off um, mm-hmm. on vac- summer vacation. Yeah. And actually, we were. these are direct stories of us being able to report on these because the news... Uh, around the world that had been on pause started up again in the you know in the seven seas yeah mm-hmm. exactly so one of the things that we were we saw so this was i don't know if you remember it was like the fourth night maybe where i was uh on deck watch and uh mm. but also got it confused as to what i was supposed to be doing and uh yeah i thought i was supposed to steer but it's not a steer it's automatically steering and i just didn't get that uh the uh crew the the ship captain was um very uh uh difficult to understand i don't speak um the same language as him but uh i remember looking out over the uh i believe it was the starboard side of the of the ship and i noticed this bubble-like vessel um Mm -hmm. and i pointed it out to you Devin. Devin wasn't wearing his glasses or contacts in fact he had his eyes closed and he was sleeping so he didn't see it but uh i remember you bothering me but yeah i didn't i didn't see it so then we return, right? Well, I'm doing, uh, I was up at 4.30 a.m. bringing in the news, and I found this article. Guess what? We saw news happening while we were out there. Headline, Florida man in bubble-like vessel washes up on beach, sheriff says. Okay. So, so it was. I, I didn't believe you, but, but uh, I know. yeah, this has been confirmed. It's real. It's weird. It's the, uh, seems like it's the ninth time today you've said that to me, Devin. I didn't believe you. <laughs> that's uh that's a, that's something let's talk about later okay um but the so the, the the article what does it say yeah a florida man washed ashore inside a bubble-like vessel on saturday morning after an apparent attempt to walk on water sounds like uh christopher columbus flager county deputies responded to calls from concerned citizens who spotted a strange vessel on the beach in the hammock area the flagler county sheriff's office said that's to, to just to be clear the hammock area is the part of the beach where you're allowed to set up hammocks yeah okay that's what i thought <laughs> yeah. um the vessel's sole occupant was discovered safe inside without any injuries he told authorities that he had set off for new york from the saint augustine area before encountering complications that brought him back to shore <laughs> Okay. He hit an iceberg. <laughs> so he's trying to go all, the entire way up the eastern seaboard of the United States in a bubble. Um, Walking okay. on water. Which so we must have so seen him right at the beginning of his journey. The seafarer, yeah. Yeah. identified as Reza Balucci of Central Florida, told Fox 35 Orlando he was attempting to run in his floating bubble vessel from Florida to Bermuda or mm-hmm. travel north of the coast to raise money for charity. Either way. I For, think the so going re, re, south would probably be easier. Easier, I would assume it flows down. Yeah, but uh, Reza Bellucci, that's another Italian. Ah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I know somebody who could have On hired him to be a seafarer. Well, you know, this raise money for charity sense could be referring to the Spanish monarchy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Italian, that's true. 
that is because the Catholic monarchy of Spain at the time was technically a not not for profit because mm. they're religion. Mm. No so time. he says, my goal is not only raise money for homeless people, raise money for the Coast Guard, raise money for the police wow. department, raise money for the fire department. They are in public service. They do it for safety and they help other people. This guy's all over the That's place. That's wild. He's he's raising money for uh, defense reasons like the yeah. uh, the 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 coast, coast guard, guard you would have yeah. to imagine gets a part of the u.s defense budget don't don't you think they probably uh, knew the amount of money he would have raised by having to rescue this guy just like the single operation of the coast guard like coming out yeah of the exactly he wants <laughs> to raise money for the coast guard by like employing he's, he's their raised resources. like 37 dollars and then yeah, it's <laughs> like a regular call costs like 500 dollars yeah so um the uh uh the Coast Guard um, recently in 2021 has requested $13.1 billion, which includes a $10.9 billion uh, uh, tab for discretionary funding. So, um, yet yeah. uh, Reza wants to raise some money for the Coast Guard uh, <laughs> by walking up to New York on sea, at sea. In, um, a, in, a, in a bubble. I um, imagine he could raise probably like 6 or $7 billion by doing that. Yeah, maybe. That would be yeah. a big help. Yeah. So this is an um, example of, you know, like Americans getting off their butts and and doing something for a change. Right. And I mm -hmm. think, you know, I like to see this. I think this is like authentic political engagement in a way. He's really um, he's really doing something important and he's doing it, you know, to raise money for good causes. And I think, yeah, we could see other people start to imitate him. Yeah. Um, you have to respect his gumption. I mean, I love his gumption. I mean, this guy just had an idea, and he wasn't sure if it was going to work out or not. He he didn't know, you know, what it was going to happen. Um, he just wanted to, you know, help people out and and see, you know, experiment with his sea. body and with yes. his mind and the sea. See. Um, oh, actually, sorry, I'm reading right here. Uh, he did know how it was going to turn out. Bellucci has been rescued several times in previous years after setting off inside hydro bubbles. The station reported. Oh, okay. Ah. Hydro bubbles. Okay, so there is a name for his vessel, his bubble-like vessel. Um, okay, so maybe he so he keeps getting rescued. <laughs> yeah, I think we may have to have a talk with him. Uh, He's trying Bellucci to just been rescued. Uh, the, the these agencies for the costs yeah, he's right. already incurred. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The different. Yeah, the different like catastrophes that befall him are like bringing in like the Coast Guard and the Fire Department and the police. And, yeah. Like, homeless people are helping him on the beach. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sure we're, I have to pay these guys back. I'm like in the hole, and now it's like all these people have the like, debt held hold over and it's me. It's like, how can I do it? I can't and sleep like that the, night. Like the only thing that occurs to him, it's like, how can I ever repay them? And then it's like the bubble. The yeah, bubble. yeah. I can walk on <laughs> back water to the bubble. And the the, bubble, it's when the, the news cause of asks and him. solution to all of my problems. <laughs> <laughs> when the news asks him who he's raising the money for, he's just looking at everyone around. He's like, uh, yeah, like he uh, just uh, sees like a Coast Guard <laughs> guy. He sees a firefighter. He sees a yeah, homeless yeah. guy. He's just put, naming what he sees. Uh, all these people. Yeah, so Reza Bellucci of Central Florida uh, is one hell of a guy. He seems to uh, uh, really be passionate about this. He's got a, a website. He also has a Wikipedia uh, uh, thing. He's a runner. Um, yeah, very he's, fit. He's very, he's, yeah, he's one of those extremely fit dudes who, who's like probably does those uh, uh, ultra marathons, you know? Mm -hmm. um uh, older older man uh i would maybe you could say he sees uh, himself as like a forest gump figure yeah. gumption that's why he's got gumption i think that's right. what john was trying to say he the has forest kind of, gumption yeah he's he got does really dumb things himself. yeah <laughs> he can't explain it but he just does it oh and yeah. you can you can track where he where is he is in the world um for some reason <laughs> oh wow okay and, yeah <laughs> He seems Folks, to be going up the listeners, coast. He's yeah, we're, running we're, Florida. We're, we're, we have, we're building our own scoops right now. We're going deeper into this story, discovering that uh, the subject of the story is, in fact, a, a sort of media personality. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, runwithreza.org. That's uh, R-E-Z-A is how you spell that. Um, Reza Bellucci. I uh, have to imagine. I know Reza's an Iranian name. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he's uh, this this hydro bubble thing. It's, it's if you can imagine like a, a a hamster wheel, you know, it's like that with with floaties all stuck inside. Mm -hmm. um, 
it's it's actually a sight to see. And again, he's done this um, 2014, 2016, and 2021. Uh, never, never really okay. works out for him. And he was fined ninety five thousand dollars eight hundred. Excuse me, ninety five thousand eight hundred eighty one dollars for his uh, his his charity. <laughs> so <His> run, <laughs> yeah. Please donate it, to Reza so that uh, he can do this w- again in a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. So it says in 2016 he t- tried to reach Bermuda. Do you think he had the same problems we had? You know what? That would be interesting to talk to him. He pre- he may know something yeah. about the accident. We should have him on. Yeah. yeah. He might have seen something. He may have been there. Because um, we saw well, him. Maybe, maybe he saw silence him. him. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we should. Yeah. Well, we shouldn't say that on air. Yeah, anyway, don't, don't we'll scrub it. this. We'll scrub this. Yeah. Moving on from this story, I have another uh, interesting yeah. story. Thanks, Dev. Can you can you take us to the next story? Coming out of Ukraine. Um, oh no way! Yeah, uh, back in uh, beautiful Ukraine, uh, Ukraine's inseparable couple ditches the handcuffs and parts ways after uh, 123 days handcuffed together to save their on again off again relationship. Ukrainians Alexander Kudle and Victoria. Pustovitova have split up, shedding their bonds on national TV and saying the experiment had brought home uncomfortable truths. No so way. presumably this is something from a TV show. Yeah. Um, I have uh, it DVR'd. I just haven't been able to watch it yet. So yeah, spoiler I alert. Evo remote. Spoiler alert. Problem. This is something, um, yeah, that we can all relate to. Uh, we at the Blue Men Group have actually handcuffed the three of ourselves together earlier on when things were a little rougher mm-hmm. uh we didn't let listeners in on that but we right. did have an on again re- off again relationship and we mm-hmm. yeah we've recorded in handcuffs yeah a few of the episodes you wouldn't know because it's just an audio podcast but we were handcuffed together while recording those and i think it was one of the episodes where we were all sitting on each other's laps like i was mm-hmm. i was like on mm-hmm. the bottom and Devin was sitting on my lap and then John was sitting on Devin's lap and then we handcuffed ourselves all three together and then mm-hmm. recorded an episode or two. So who knows if they got this idea from us or whatever, but right. the young couple That's, from the uh, Eastern exactly. city of Kharkiv decided to handcuff themselves together on Valentine's day in a last ditch attempt to break the cycle of breaking up and making up <laughs> throughout the I mean, experiment. That's pretty good. <laughs> like, you know, you think, how do we save this relationship? <laughs> what could we possibly do or change about our life? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How could how could we make it just, you know, more comfortable to be around each other? Yeah. Um, like there there's like a bit of like, you know, there's some tension between us. So what if like <laughs> there was nothing between us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What if we had to like take uh ba- go to the bathroom uh with each other? Yeah. <laughs> At all times, right. we could sh- we had to shower together, do everything together. Yeah, uh, one of us had that to would help jobs. us. Yeah, yeah. Throughout the experiment, um, which they documented to a growing social media following, they did everything together. Oh, oh, from grocery shopping to cigarette breaks, they took turns <laughs> to use the bathroom and take showers. Oh God! Uh, Pustovitova, who initially resisted the handcuff idea, shed tears <laughs> as she discussed the, the latest. <laughs> Stop resisting. <laughs> she initially resisted being handcuffed uh, to her partner, but I guess he uh, he insisted that she be uh, yeah. restrained. Uh, she says, quote, I think it will be a good lesson for us, uh, for other Ukrainian couples and couples abroad, not to repeat what we have done, she told Reuters in an interview in Kiev. Yes. So um, she's saying, no, it wasn't the most effective strategy uh, Pustovitova said personal space is what she missed most, although she oh, also felt yeah. her boyfriend did not pay her enough attention while they were chained together. Oh, my God. So he, <laughs> he was, was too obsessed her. with, like, growing the account. Yeah, he was ignoring <laughs> her. shared account. And just, like, <laughs> flicking up and down on Instagram or something. Like, yeah, yeah, playing with video his thumb. games. Constantly refreshing. We stayed together. Good hand. We stayed together all day, and I did not receive any attention from Alexander because we were constantly together. He did not tell me, I miss you. Well, I would like to hear that, said the 29-year-old beautician. How could he miss you? Kudle said he did not regret resorting to desperate measures to save the relationship, adding that the cuffs helped him understand that the two were not, quote, like-minded people. (laughs) (laughs) We are not in the same wavelength. We are totally different, the 33-year-old car salesman said. Oh, that's (laughs) a beautician and a car salesman. 
Yeah. The couple plan to sell the handcuffs in an online auction and donate part of the money to charity. Part of the money. Charity. Part of the money to charity. The, I know so, a charity that they could donate it to. Yeah, they could donate to Reza's <laughs> Reza. uh, Reza. debts. Run with Reza, yeah. Um, they had the bonds removed in front of Ukrainian TV news channels and a representative from a Ukrainian record book who said no mm. couple in the world had managed a similar feat. Is that not true? Is that not also um, uh, the artist is present? Like Marina record did to this? break. No? Yeah. I, <laughs> like, is, if you just, if you're not like on the rocks and about to break up, you could probably do better than these people, no? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so um, 123 days. So four months. Uh-huh. That's it. That's not bad. Yeah. Not bad. So not bad at all. I agree, John. Listeners uh, out there, if you have a rock-solid relationship, you think you could get away with uh, being handcuffed together for a few months, you should go for it because I think, you know, people would take notice and uh, who knows what will happen. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> way to gain some followers. You know, you really yeah. got to take some risks for followers. You really got to... Uh, put yourself out there for followers so you need some followers uh yeah. i suggest you do this yeah so mm -hmm. to get some and followers you know yeah who knows it could also save your relationship didn't work and, for them but yeah it could work for you again um, it is an extremely intuitive uh, idea i can completely see where they were coming from with this totally and i know that stuff. let's let's chain ourselves together yeah, they're from the eastern city of Kharkiv, you know, which is, you know, a different place. It's uh, really love, romantic. Yeah, r romance in the air. Uh, as you may know, uh, I spent a little time there uh, in 2017 as a resident DJ at a club with uh, T-DJ Milana. Uh, mm -hmm. You may know her as Yulia Ryzina. She's a Ukrainian DJ composer who's best known for performing, <laughs> performing topless in her sets. Um, mm, she's also romantic. from uh, Kharkiv. So uh, just had to mention yeah, that as just somewhere, somewhere where I've uh, you know spent some time professionally. Yeah. But uh, John, you, you have a, a completely uh, different uh, story back on the sea. Yeah. Back on the seaboard here on the, which is what I call the sea desk. Yeah. <laughs> um. Container shipping <laughs> prices skyrocket as rush to move goods picks up. See, this okay. is something we noticed when we were out there. We, we did get some quotes. Because while well, you're on the water, those giant cargo ships come past you. Exactly. Yeah. And so then like, they're you guys asking, have a chance to chat. And, and there's a rule asking, of like, thumb. Yeah. They're like, hey, do you guys have more weight on your ship that we can maybe offload a few of these uh, containers and we're saying what's the price what's the price and right yeah listen we didn't know the prices uh would have been helpful if we had this uh knowledge beforehand yeah um, but we definitely learned very quickly all about like the price of like shipping cargo containers and like weight you know how heavy they are and exactly. like how much weight a boat can hold and how, how much weight people. it can't and how it's important to keep track of how many people are on a boat yeah so you know when you yeah. lose the counter Maybe you should reassess how many people are on if you're going to be selling uh, cargo space. But whatever. I mean, you know, it was when you're something in a pinch, like when you're John, in a pinch, when you're in a pinch yeah. and you need some money, John. Yeah. When you have like a lot of debts um, from the insurance company, from like the charter rental company, uh, when you lose a lot of the foreign currency, that you'll, was you'll take anything onto your ship. You got to be flexible. Um, yeah. But so apparently persistent supply chain bottlenecks are driving up rates uh, and the shipping sector does not see relief on the horizon before 2022. Would have been nice. It'll be more expensive to get your things to you. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been nice to have that boat. We could have capitalized on this. Would um, you say capsize this or capitalized? No. Oh, I think you're but so uh, what, how does this okay. affect us? You know, what, what, why do we need to be worried about this? Well, prices to ship containers from Asia to the U.S. and Europe are rising at a historic pace as cargo owners bid up rates in a search for ocean transportation capacity that shipping industry executives expect to remain tight for the rest of the year. The average price worldwide to ship a 40-foot container has more than quadrupled from a year ago to $8,400 as of July 1st. Mm. Um, so the measure has surged 53% since the first week of May. Shit. So, so if, if, you, I've ordered... if there's anything in the country that comes from asia mm -hmm. i don't so know how like, many goods could possibly be coming from asia to the u.s maybe it's not that many hypothetically no. if i ordered a pair of handcuffs from a chinese website like just mm -hmm. now say mm -hmm. yeah how like w that means that it's going to be way more expensive for me to 
you know, get yes. those handcuffs over here to me. That's Absolutely. correct. Because it is shouldered on the consumer. Right. You have to pay for the shipping. So you're probably looking at, I would say, maybe 16 to $24 to ship one unit of hmm. maybe about two, right. half a pound package. Is that hmm. about right? Sure. And it'll have, take longer, too. in front of you, Devin? And it will take longer. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't know how long. Especially, wait, if, especially if they try and, like, cut corners and maybe sell one of their shipping containers to somebody else to say maybe like a return ship. Right. Some um, companies listed prices are, to ship. Yeah. Go ahead. So to ship from China to major ports in Europe and the U S are closer to 12,000 a container. So it could be even more. Mm-hmm. And um, it says some are being charged up to 20,000 for last minute yeah. agreements to get goods on outbound vessels. I know. Wow. Just 20, that. So 20,000. I know we, I, we could have got way more. Um, I know we could have got, like, I didn't know. <laughs> Uh, this guy named this guy named Brian Bork. Uh, he's the chief growth officer at Seiko Logistics um, mm-hmm. in Illinois. He said global trade right now is the hottest restaurant in town. Damn. Now I'm unsure of what other kind of restaurants this guy goes to. Is that but... a metaphor? What does it oh, mean? Oh, okay. That makes. Oh, more is he sense. saying that they're shipping restaurants in those think... shipping containers? <laughs> is that why it's and getting so the expensive? New exclusive Instagram friendly spot. To get <laughs> yeah, yeah. To have dinner container. on a shipping container in the middle of the ocean, exclusive, the, but on the thing. On, yeah, because yeah, that's right. really you really have to have like and be willing to demonstrate like wanderlust, you know, mm-hmm. to eat at a place like that. Totally, and, mm-hmm. you know. Right. He says romantic. if you want to get a reservation, you need to plan it out two months in advance. Everyone's trying to grab any spot they can, and they're all spoken for. Again, he's so, talking about shipping, not restaurants, right? <laughs> I'm it's well I we think don't he might know. be talking about both. Okay. Maybe he's talking yeah, I think he's talking about both at the same time. That's yeah. weird. I think it's a mixed metaphor is what it's called. Mm. Um Denmark based shipping research group Sea Intelligence APS said a staggering six hundred and ninety ship six hundred and ninety five ships were more than a week late in arrivals at US West Coast ports in the first five months of twenty twenty one. Yeah, and I think that number should be six ninety six because I think that was also That was also us. We were late, yep. Yeah. Now everything is overbooked, he said. Shippers are desperate to book tomorrow. It's more a bidding war than it is a traditional tariff, and this bidding war is accelerating. Some of these 23000 or 24000 prices include the inland distribution cost, and that can easily add far more to the final cost. So it seems that as this article was being written, the price has been skyrocketing. <laughs> yeah, $1,000 yeah, every 16, single time. And then it was 20000 and now we're up to 24000 <laughs> Yeah. It's so this is an extremely hot commodity. Yeah, it's, it's a hot restaurant notion of space. Yeah. So by the time we're reading this, I mean prices are probably at like two hundred thousand. Let's just assume. Yeah, and by the time <laughs> that this episode, you download this episode and then like listen to it like a week late because you forgot that you downloaded it and saved mm-hmm. it for your commute, mm-hmm. prices could be easily in excess of seven million dollars <laughs> yeah. per shipping container. Nine, so, ten million. You know, uh, so easy. <laughs> we have somebody here saying that uh, Mr. Damas, we're unsure who this man is, but he said that he expects <laughs> the strains on container shipping to remain critical until the lunar mysterious New Year. Mr. Damas is uh, yeah. is dropping some seriously bad news on us. Okay, so he's really bumming us out. He says here there is no end in sight. There is no way during this peak season that things will improve. The backlogs and delays will only deteriorate. So, so that's not good. <laughs> yeah. So Mr. Damash uh, is uh, mysterious. Um, He's a doomer. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, we don't know where. Yeah, but he he has some good points. Um, he does. He, He's got so great points. Prices will continue to go up. Um, until when we don't know, but uh, we do know that there's a bit of a backlog here. Yeah, um, a bit of a constipation of the yes. global trading system. Yes, a shipping, not shitting. It's shipping. Two P's, not two T's. Mm-hmm. Just letting shipping you know. constipation. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is not good. Um, I know that we had some like weird stuff out on the ocean with regards to shipping containers, blah blah blah, and weights. Well, and... no, we didn't have anything to do with that. No, no, no. I didn't say we. Yeah. Did yeah, I say yeah, we? Okay. No, Did no, I, I just say we? To make sure. No, no, no. no okay, never mind. We didn't. Um, but these are just kind of things that we keep our eyes on, and uh, you know, I think everybody listening should keep their eyes on as well because listen, a lot of the things that we have, a lot of things that we're consuming, sit on these ships for weeks at a time 
And it's only um, getting more and more expensive. And sometimes they don't even make it. That's like true. If but, some, like if a ship capsizes. Yeah, exactly. Example, hypothetically. Hypothetically. But, but Blue Men Group tip, just to close out here, if you do have some extra space on your ship, um, there's a lot of money to be made right now, okay? So yes. yeah. get out there and get those dollars if you do have some extra space. Um, yep. And, and uh, you have sort of made stock of how much weight you're at. And yeah, how many make people sure, are on your ship. Make yeah. sure the extra weight isn't going to capsize the boat or anything. Right. Because yeah. that's something Capitalize, that you mean. Like, capitalize on that. Like, right, yeah. like an investment. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, John. Thanks for that update yeah. on the uh, on the, yeah. the, the shipping containers. That's that's fascinating. To, to think that uh, we're just turning them into uh, little tiny food restaurants, right? Mm-hmm. The dining hall. They stack them up on, on, the high on seas. top of them. And, and then uh, put uh, some fancy lights and charge a bunch of money to eat in them. So that's kind of interesting. Um, thanks, John. I appreciate that. Uh, I would like to uh, talk to you later probably about that as well. Listen, we got one, uh, one last uh, uh, story here in, in the um, uh, what's in the news. It's the it's aerial the nuisance, nuisance of the week. Of the such a good segment yeah so we got a headline here and this is something that we've touched on before if you Close listeners will yes remember you episode will 31 really do you re- oh i thought you were like uh, uh <laughs> no i think it's in the 20s or something kind of a rain man type situation where you could recall it's like oh wednesday in 1988 yeah that was the 23rd you know <laughs> something like that uh we got a headline here jetpack man Spotted again by pilots on approach to LAX nearly a year after first sighting. Um, so again, okay, nearly I found it. It's it was it, it was our fifth episode. No okay, way. so early, early listeners early. Will remember the jetpack yeah. man. But if you haven't, maybe you won't remember. But there was a, a jetpack man uh, causing disturbances at the Los Angeles airport um, with his uh, contraption. Yeah. So. Um, uh, Airliners and multiple FAA and uh, FBI investigations say the jetpack man continues to appear to aircraft flying around the Los Angeles area, um, especially these airliners on final approach. Uh, the latest occurrence, which was first reported by ABC7, happened at around, excuse me, Blue Man Group, uh, happened around 6.15 p.m. Uh, in the evening, and um, it's the in its most usual spot right off the final approach to LAX, as I've said (laughs) like four times now. Um, The ATC, that stands for Air Traffic Control Audio, was quite lively following the spotting, although it is bizarre how much more familiar the situation seemed than it did a year ago. The exchanges include asking if the pilot saw the UFO and what appears to be a new trend of referring to LA's mystery jetpack man as Iron Man. (laughs) And so the the article goes on to just editorialize a bit and it goes into this personal voice and says, if you told me a year ago that I would have produced six stories on this crazy deal without any sort of closure, I would never have believed you. But these are strange times. So strange, in fact, that pilot reports of a jetpack man flying around one of the world's busiest airports really doesn't seem all that jarring anymore. Regardless, one thing is becoming quite evident. Something really is going on. It is getting very hard to discount these encounters as a fluke or some errant trick of the light. There is something around LAX that is capable of flight that looks like a dude in a jetpack. Maybe it's a balloon or a drone. Make sure to read this before rolling your eyes. But it is flying where fucking editor. But it is flying where it shouldn't, including apparently pretty far out over the water. So someone has to be behind it. And so. Um, you know, it, it ends with this mystery here. And then our early listeners will recall that when we first covered this story, we discovered yes. a man that is basically the only person it could possibly be. Yes. Um, His name is own- Eves oh. Rossi. Eves uh, Rossi. And he owns a jetpack company. <laughs> so uh, in the again, LA area, I think. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah, uh, he's yes. he's Swiss, but yeah, I, again, um, or he's at least posting in LA a lot. Yeah, it, and he's also had um, 
other issues with like his jetpack. People have people know he has a jetpack. Okay. And yeah, yeah. He, he's like yeah. has they call him Jetman. That's his nickname. So yeah. again, the, the, he's yeah. clearly doing publicity stunts to advertise the jetpack that he sells. Yes. Um, and we know this. We broke this story. Actually, yes. Again, please um, refer to Blue Men Group episode five, October twenty twenty or so. Thank you. Special shout out to Blue Men Group custodian of records and also general custodian mm-hmm. uh, Irv Schlichter, who has been mm-hmm. working for the studio for the last thirty years. Mm-hmm. Uh, go back, listen to our story. We break it. Ron goes into his Instagram, finds mm-hmm. all of the pictures of him like near LA, at, like LAX, like <laughs> exactly. all the time. Yeah, like pictures taken on like, <laughs> like the with day the of pack. the sighting in Los Angeles <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with the jetpack. Um, it's not we, a mystery, folks. So the real mystery is why the mainstream why the media is covering it keep as a mystery. It. Yeah, yeah, why don't they must name have a publicist? Yeah, yeah meanwhile names. People people are writing six articles a year or something, getting paid for it. Uh, yeah, to, yeah, this and person also, like, is like raising a family. Turning in the first draft. Yeah, turning like putting in the story like so much color, so little actual reportage. Yeah. Putting in parentheticals about rolling your eyes about how 2020 is a crazy year and turning it in and getting paid thousands of dollars. Yeah, on, come on, uh, group, you could, we do this. We do this for free, folks, and. Uh, and we uh, we break stories, and we we we're we're bringing it to you. No one else is bringing it to you. Eves Rossi, yeah. jetpack entrepreneur, is almost in is almost uh, surely the jetpack man yes. in, in Los Angeles. Yes. Let us not forget that he is also known as the Jetman. Um, yeah. <laughs> he has a TED talk from 2011 called "Fly with the Jetman." Uh, <laughs> Who could it possibly be? And again, I would you... also like to point out that we did see a jetpack uh, equipped man around the time of the incident on the sea. I'm not saying yeah, he was responsible, but it would also like him to be investigated by the uh, Coast Guard. Yeah, so mm-hmm. uh, you can also get uh, from his website, jetman.com, uh, just to kind of a explainer on how his jetpack works. So if you, <laughs> you know, you could either write about how people keep seeing him or you could just figure out who he is and how his thing works but that wouldn't be that entertaining i guess um mm-hmm. yeah uh la's mystery jetpack man or iron man as uh they're gonna they call him i'm gonna send an email to uh the pilot lounge at lax and just yeah, send please. them the Jetman link and just and see, be like by the way <laughs> see if anybody reads or clicks on yeah. it or anything like try that. calling this guy's phone and see if you can hear it ringing when you see the jetpack man <laughs> yeah exactly. see if he reaches for it yeah um, <laughs> so yeah eves rossi wow you've done it again you've duped uh every single journalist out there who nobody knows who you are and they call you mysterious they give you a moniker of a uh like a marvel character or something i don't know which everyone loves and uh you will now go down and as a mysterious human being in the uh uh aerial nuisance that you are so uh <laughs> uh eves rossi merci beaucoup uh pour ton service i don't know i don't speak french um, <laughs> and uh that is the aerial nuisance of the week All right, that was guys. a nuisance. That was a nuisance. I hate that guy. Uh, as we are... No, I love him, actually, if he wants to talk. <laughs> um, as we, we like to close out our episodes, we have to take a look at last, last week's last numbers. I, 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 I'm so excited to see the numbers because we've been gone. Uh, I could really so go in either direction, you know? Yes. So, we've so been the, gone, and also a large chunk of our listeners are presumed well they're missing we don't they're yeah, presumed they're, dead they're on a long yeah. swim yeah say. great swim some uh, of them are great so swimmers. Either way. all right guys so uh, we're got the dashboard we're down here. a little bit down a little bit to be expected um, but i think uh our first month listens on uh, the most recent episode holding strong mm-hmm. holding yeah, strong are our extra long episode had 127 first month listens uh, yep. compared to 
163 of our radioactive terror pigs. Yep. I think uh, I don't think we did as much promo on our most recent episode, so that would we explain did not. the little we did. I told the Bronx we News Network stream. I said that there's yeah. some interesting things happening. Uh, we're going out to sea. Just give us some time. It was a little rushed. I mean, we did have to leave from the studio immediately following the finished episode. Yeah. Okay, but the, the lesson here is this week is we lost some listeners uh, on the cruise, okay? We, we yes. can't paper that over. It wasn't our fault, but they're gone. Yes, um, yes. So we need new listeners to replace them. Mm. And that's yes, your job. You, those of you who have survived to yes. not take the fateful journey, um, it is upon you to help replenish the ranks of the Blue Man community. Yes. Only do that by sharing the podcast on uh, social media, talking about it with your friends, with your neighbors, leaving reviews, leaving reviews um, dinner time, waiters, waitresses, uh-huh. yeah, hijacking the um, the auxiliary cable at the, uh, like the train station or like in the subway, like where they play like the announcements for the podcast. Yep, because that counts as like hundred listeners easy on each platform. Yeah, and if you have an iPhone, uh, I encourage you especially if you're using that Apple podcast app to go in there and just put down five stars and then say something funny because that helps. And uh, listen, we're going to get these numbers back up. This is a, this was a spectacular episode. And I know that we've faced some things over the past few weeks, but I think we're going to get over them and we'll swim through it, so to speak. It's a little um, disheartening to see your numbers capsize, as it were. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's always, you know, uh, uh, Trough is always followed by another wave. Exactly. Waves, yeah. Some of the waves are were, uh, too difficult to, to even get yeah. a boat, boat over. Yeah, so um, sometimes, a, yeah, we're, there'll be powerful waves in the future. Yeah. You know what? Uh, we were probably carrying a little dead weight. Some of our listeners weren't sharing the podcast. And yeah, that's That true. was dragging us down, much like the scenario where we couldn't get over the wave because we had extra weight dragging us down. Yeah, and so, I... Yeah, I just think that it's like, I don't think we need a life vest that right now. Like, we're not no, in... Absolutely not. We're not in dire straits, you know? Straight Ron, up Ron, you said it before and you'll say it again. We don't need life vests. No, we don't. Yeah. We're good. We just need to keep swimming, keep pushing, and you do your sharing, and that will be uh, what will... Uh, keep us afloat. Yeah, yeah keep us afloat, yeah. Our spirits will be buoyant so thank you very much, everybody, for listening. We're very happy to be back. Um, if you are a licensed uh, professional in therapy or anything, uh, please uh, send, send me a DM somewhere. And if you're an expert at maritime law, yeah, we need that. Yeah, too. also we need that. Yeah, just to cover our bases. And I would just like to say to the uh, unknown amount of people who are now full fathom five below the ocean, Rest easy, man. Rest easy. Calm winds and easy seas. Thank you. Yeah. Rest easy knowing that the surviving listeners will share the podcast. Yeah. So, rest in peace. Uh, rest in peace. Bye. Bye. <laughs>